When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is so good to have you here on Listen Up. We are talking about a King's loss last night. DeMar Hamlin continues to make very good progress, which is uh, great news. We have got uh, the college football playoffs around the corner, still figuring out what it's going to look like for the National Football League playoffs and uh, anything else that you want to talk about, uh, we are happy to do it. You know the routine, you raise your hand and uh, we will put you right on. The Kings off until Saturday and they could certainly use a couple of days off after their uh, back-to-back and the loss last night. And, you know, again, you talk about, you know, at home and on the road, uh, losses in the last two weeks to teams that, are in the bottom tier of the Eastern Conference, Charlotte, Washington, and now Atlanta. Uh, All three teams had losing streaks. All three teams had been playing poorly. You know, Charlotte had the worst record in the league. Washington had lost 11 of 12. Uh, Atlanta had lost 7 of 10 and four in a row. Uh, You got to be ready to play. And whether it's a back-to-back or whatever the case may be, really doesn't matter. I mean, that's just the way it is in the NBA. All teams go through it. The Lakers have to play tomorrow, and then they have to fly to Sacramento to play on Saturday. So, you know, again, not really much to it. All right. All teams deal with back to backs, and good teams figure out a way to win back to backs. I mean, Sacramento did it on that road trip, right? They had lost to Philadelphia got blown out, and the next night they went to Toronto and they beat the Raptors. So, you know, it's not like you can't do it. It's (laughs) good teams do it. And I think the Kings are a good team, but, you know, in order to get to that next level, they're going to have to win games that they're supposed to win. Right now, so think about this for a minute, okay? The Kings lost to Charlotte, Washington, and they lost last night to Atlanta. Now, you all right, so let's say the Kings had won two of those three games. All right, what a difference would that make? Well, they would be 22 and 15 right now. 22 and 15. 22 and 15 would put the Kings among the top four teams in the Western Conference. Okay? And it would put them only two games out of the top spot in the West. 
It would also give them significant, significant distance between where they are now and eighth place. Eighth place right now is 20 and 19. Just think about that for a minute. That would give you a four-game separation in the loss column from where they are, where they should have been, and where, again, Phoenix is at 20 and 19. So it is a big deal. You know, those two games are amazingly significant in the standings. And you're always going to lose games that you shouldn't lose, and you're going to win some games that you shouldn't win. Okay, but, you know, you don't really, you know, you don't look at a lot of teams. There are some, I mean, listen, Boston just went to Oklahoma City and got blown out by the Thunder. It happens. But it shouldn't happen twice in one week, and it shouldn't happen three times in two weeks. That's the point I'm trying to make. Okay? A wake-up call is good. You shouldn't have a wake-up call twice in the same week. You shouldn't have a wake-up call three times in two weeks. That's the point I'm trying to make. All right, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, and we'll put you right up, uh, and we can do it. Again, the Kings, much-needed day off today, practice tomorrow, and get ready for the Lakers, who have a record right now of 17-21. and 21. And, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, they have now won three games in a row. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they play an Atlanta team that was just in Sacramento last night. Atlanta now ninth in the conference at 18 and 20. Look at their standings now in the West. 24 and 13 for Denver and 24 and 13 for Memphis. They're one and one, okay? They're tied. New Orleans, 24 and 14. Dallas, 22 and 16. Sacramento went a game and a half behind Dallas in fifth, tied with the Clippers, four back overall from the top spot. And then Portland, Phoenix, and Golden State are one game back of Sacramento in seven, eight, nine. This is absolutely nuts. Think about that for a minute. The difference between where the Kings are in fifth and where Golden State is in ninth is one game. Albeit it's two games in a loss column, but it's one game. Incredible. It really is. All right, let's get to some phone calls. And why don't we say hello to Connor? Hello, Connor. Good to have you on the show. How are you, buddy? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, bud. What's up? Yeah, so I was at that Kings-Hawks game last night. Just wanted to say that, I mean, the atmosphere was incredible. I missed being at Golden 1 for a couple of years. I mean, there's no fan base like it in the league. I mean, when De'Aaron Fox had that big dunk, the place just erupted. It was pretty special. It's great to see, isn't it? You know, it's great to see. It really is. So that's um, – I'm, I'm glad that you experienced that, definitely. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, I know we lost and stuff, but I mean, that was a back-and-forth game. It was close the whole time. I mean, I don't think the Hawks are really as bad as their record indicates. They got a lot of talent, but I mean, yeah, it's a game you should win and stuff, but 
out of the five games, including that one, I mean, that's the one I'd pick to lose. I mean, you got to take care of business these next four. I mean, I yep. can see them slipping up maybe once, but you need to really take advantage when the schedule is this late. No, no, no. They already, yeah, they already slipped up once, and that was last night, as you said. And now you have to win the next four. The Lakers are on a back-to-back. You're better than the Lakers. All right. Orlando, you're better than Orlando. You're better than Houston. They're, you need to win four games, not three of these next four. You need to win all four. Anything less than a four and one overall homestand to me is a bad homestand. You need to go a I said it before it started that the worst the Kings can do on this homestand is four and one. No excuse to lose more than one game on this homestand. Yeah, I agree. And then another point from the game, I saw someone on your post-game show comment section said that the free throws need to be better. I mean, they had I know. Come on. free throw the entire game until Sabonis missed. I mean, obviously they came at an inopportune time, but you're not going to lose very many games if you're shooting that high of a clip at the line. Their free throw shooting was great. I don't know if you saw my response to that. I responded to that uh, and said uh, I do not agree with – the comment. A matter of fact, I think I have it right here, but I I did respond. I try to respond to as many people as I can on my social media lines. But, you know, I think uh, I think that was from Lydia and I made sure said uh, she wrote this just hurts, period. Kings had this game. Go to play lockdown defense. Go make your free throws. Allowed Hawks in the paint to score at will. This method is not working. Got to make changes in the mental mindset of the players. A monk and TD need to get their game together. Monk has fallen off. TD cannot get started. And I responded, I think you are overreacting. They made 25 of 25 from the line before Sabonis missed two. And they were on a back-to-back. So, yeah, I, I agree. That's a, that, that, that's just absurd comment. And listen, she's a big fan. She's very active. But she was just a frustrated fan. She really wasn't thinking about that aspect of the game. Their free throw shooting was excellent last night. Yeah, and in terms of Terrence Davis, I mean, how is the guy supposed to get going? I mean, his minutes have been not like basically non-existent. I mean, especially like a guy who's a streaky shooter like that. I mean, it's got to be really tough to get into a rhythm like that. I mean, I know you got to be a professional, be ready to play at all times and stuff, but. When he sees like five minutes and then no minutes, it's kind of hard to get yep. going. Yep. No question. Uh, again, the coach's decisions and everything else. And so uh, we'll see. But, you know, you made a good point. You know, you were at the game last night. The atmosphere is phenomenal. Uh, but they better make sure, they better make sure overall that they win the next four games. You can't win four in a row until you lose one, uh, until you win one. And that's got to be on Saturday against the Lakers. Because I got to tell you, if they should lose to the Lakers on Saturday, after the Lakers play the night before, then that would be that would go down as to me without even knowing how the game would go. I will just tell you that if the Kings happen to lose on Saturday, I think that will be their worst loss of the year. And that's without even knowing what could possibly happen in the game. There is no excuse to lose to a Lakers team that you are clearly better than who's playing the night before. Yeah, I 100% agree. And then I think I saw someone, I don't know if it was Ryan, say, Something about the officiating when, like, if a team wins a challenge that they should keep it and get another one. I mean, I think that's a great idea because why are you really being punished for kind of yep. making the correct call? 
It was Jeff that put that out there, and Jeff was spot on. He's the one that made that comment on the chat line last night, and he's exactly right. You know, if you have only one challenge and you win the challenge, why should you be penalized of losing your challenge because the official made a mistake? If you're correct on your challenge, you get to keep your challenge. I mean, how I don't understand that. You know, that doesn't make sense to me. You as a coach are challenging a call if proven correct that the call was an, an error. Why would you? Why would you lose your challenge? You know, you're losing your challenge over a mistake that the official made. You shouldn't lose your challenge for a mistake that the official made. Yeah, and in terms of the challenge last night, they won the challenge. I don't really like this. I mean, you win the challenge, but the other team keeps possession. I mean, I get it that they have possession of the ball and stuff when it happened, but it just seems like what's the point? I mean, you take like a point off the board and then, they can like hit a three and it cancels out. Like, seems kind of weird. Well, I disagree with you on that. I do think that if you have possession of the ball and the official, you know, makes the wrong call, then you should retain possession. I understand what you're saying. In that situation, it almost it ended up benefiting Atlanta as opposed to benefiting the Kings. But that's where your defense has to make a stop, and their defense did not make a stop. So I. I that part I don't have a problem with. I just think, again, if you're only going to give teams one challenge, then why would you lose your challenge if it's a successful challenge? I mean, you know, in the NFL, you get two challenges. If your first two challenges are correct, you get a third one. I mean, that's the way it should be in the NBA. Yeah, I agree. And then last thing, I mean, it's it was really great to see Bogdan Bogdanovich play well. I mean, he looks like yep. an even better player than he was in Sacramento. I mean, such a likable guy. I mean. He was torching the Kings with a bunch of threes late. I mean, that's a guy I really like to see succeed. Again, it's really absurd. You know, you can talk about all you want about how well the Kings are playing. For the Kings to allow him to leave and get absolutely nothing in return was a big-time blunder by the front office, period. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's a really good player. He, again, showed that last night. He shows that, you know, on a, on a fairly consistent basis. That was a mistake. That was a mistake by the Kings front office to allow him to leave for nothing, period. You don't lose. You should never lose an asset for nothing. If you have an asset, you know, if you have a, a two-carat diamond, okay, you, you don't just like, you know, go buy another diamond and not give it back to the store and get value for it, okay? You, 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 you just don't. You don't take a two-carat diamond and all of a sudden have no diamonds. Even if you take a two-carat diamond and get a one-carat diamond, you're still getting something uh, in return. The Kings got nothing in return for a very good player. That that was that was a blunder. Yeah, I mean, that was tough to see. I mean, I was a big fan of his. and I mean, it was like they kind of had to choose between him and Buddy Heald, and now a couple of years oh. later, neither of them are on the team. But at least Buddy got a Sabonis, or he was part of it. Yep. So, you know, again – uh, it is what it is, but I was very happy to see him play well, too. He's a great guy. He's not a good guy. He's a great guy. And I know Bogey very well. And I will just tell you, he's a tremendous team player. He's good in the locker room. All the players love him. The coaches love him. He's a fan favorite. I mean, he's, he embodies everything you want in a player. Yeah, I mean, especially a guy that talent. I mean, he's definitely a starting caliber player, but he just – embodies his role and gets it done. I mean, I love yep. a player like that. 
yeah, when they made the trade for DeMar DeRozan, it was pretty, uh, or excuse me, uh, not DeMar DeRozan. Uh, yeah, when they made that trade, then they, they, when they got DeMar, they, he was going to the bench. That was pretty clear, you know? Yeah, DeJounte Murray, you mean, right? Oh, DeJounte Murray. I'm losing my freaking mind. I knew I was wrong when I said it. Thank you. DeJounte Murray, uh, DeMar DeRozan with the Bulls. Yeah, Mur yes. So no question that when they made that trade with San Antonio, okay, when they made that big move, Bogey at that point was going to become the third guard. So, yes, that's correct. Hey, by the way, speaking of the Bulls, they're one of the real disappointing teams in the NBA this year. You know, they're 10th right now in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, that's, you know, you always look at teams that you think are going to be good and you get near the halfway point, you go, wow, that's one of the more disappointing teams in the league. And I would put them right up there. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. That's all I got today. Thanks for taking my Hey, call. good talking to you, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, if you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is hit your hand icon and uh, we will do it. You know, when you look at the Atlanta Hawks, who the Kings lost to not only once this year, but twice, think about that move they made. All right, that was a bold move. And they got issues in Atlanta. They didn't have issues last night. But they are definitely one of the more disappointing teams in the Eastern Conference as well. They really are. They're, they're a disappointing team. And when you look at the West, you know, there are a lot of teams that you would put in the category of disappointing. But sometimes injuries factor into that. You know, that would be true of the Warriors, although the Warriors still lost most of their road games when they had their team fully intact. So go figure, right? I mean, it's hard to figure out. Now you can get it without Steph Curry, but they're actually playing pretty well right now without Steph Curry. But when you take a team like Atlanta and you think about all of the changes, all right, and that was a, a big-time decision a big-time decision to add an all-star player to their roster in DeJounte Murray, okay? So you add DeJounte Murray to go along with Trey Young, just like Minnesota made a bold move. They're the most disappointing team in the West. They made a bold move. They were really good last year, right? They were good last year. And what do they do? They go out and get Rudy Gobert. And what's happened? Now, I know that Carl Anthony Towns has been hurt. I'm very well aware of that. But you go out and you make that move, and that's a big move to get a Rudy Gobert, and you're nowhere near currently the team that you were a year ago. Two teams in each conference get an all-star player, and they get worse. Pieces of the puzzle either fit or they don't fit. Minnesota is not even a top 10 team in the West at 18 and 20 when they're at 11th. And Atlanta is hanging on by one game in the East in ninth to get into the play-in. Think about that for a minute. Minnesota, 18 
and 21. Incredible. Now, with that said, they are only two games from being in seventh and three games from being in sixth, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's go get Rudy Gobert. Let's change the entire makeup of our team and what happens. Atlanta, let's change the the core of our team. Let's go get another all-star, put him alongside Trey Young, and look out. 18 and 20 are the Atlanta Hawks. It doesn't always work out like you think, just the way it is. All right. I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon. Raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. All right? Kings, Lakers, Saturday. And then you have Orlando, followed by two games with the Houston Rockets. We get to Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Grant. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Well, I take that back. I'm doing okay. We had, uh, I think, some pictures, a 100-foot pine tree fall across our dog arena today and took out oh, man. most of that. Yeah, so that... I, I, didn't see, I didn't see what you sent me, but I'll check it out. But, man, that's awful. It's been 50 to 70-mile-an-hour winds up here in the hills and raining like crazy. And the ground's so saturated. I think, do you see the pictures of Highway 99 and... Sacramento too, where that was all. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's been awful. Yeah, it's been a bad winter so far. I I say bad in one sense and good in another sense because you know the state desperately needs the water. But uh, yeah, it's been awful. When you lived here, did you ever go down to Santa Cruz and visit down there? Did you ever take a trip? Yes. Well, the Capitola Capitola Wharf was taken out today, and the cement ship. Wow down there uh sea cliff beach was taken out in 35 to 40 foot waves and if you're familiar with capitola those 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 really colorful houses or those little yes. hotel or whatever there on that beach the water's all the way up to there boy that's unbelievable wow they took out the whole wharf uh, there capitola. wow anyways wow I watched the game. My daughter went to the game last night, and I did pre-warn her, and she, she sat behind the basket. I told her, you know, they're coming off a back-to-back. It should be a good game. But we got to do something about the bench. I mean, uh, you know, and, uh, and it seems that Fox and Sabonis, the only two on, you know, Herder sporadic. I mean, and, uh, but you got to have three, four players I mean, you just can't have Sabonis and Fox. I mean, they're Correct. carrying the they're carrying the team. But like last night, John Collins, it was Murray and um, oh god, what's his, what's the other kid's name? Uh, what last night? Yeah, last night. Well, for, uh, Bogdan, Bogdanovich was really good coming off the bench. Right. I mean, he was really right. good. You know, uh, you know, you don't know. Trey Young has not been as good this year as he's been in the past. But I mean. Right. You know, he's still a guy that you have to be extremely, uh, you know, alert for. But, you know, Bogey was very big off the bench. Yeah, I think he had, what, 17 points off the bench last night. Yeah, and he hit some monster threes. That's the thing we're missing is somebody off of it who's consistent. Monk and I, we've talked about months, six men of the year, and you told me I was crazy. And it looks like I was. 
it's too early it's not the all-star break i mean he's not consistent some nights he'll go out there and give you 25 and other nights he'll go out and give you eight or nine and you know yeah he's not gonna win he's not gonna win six man of the year i mean right now if we were looking at it, he would not win it. I mean, there's a lot of basketball left. He could change it around. But as of as we approach the halfway point, he's not the sixth man of the year. Although, for the most part, for the most part, he's had a good season. But you're right. He's Jekyll and Hyde. He's up and down. That's been the story of his career. That's why he's not on the Lakers anymore, because he's inconsistent. Right, right. And then, like Connor brought up what I brought up, I believe that, If I, correct me if I'm uh, not right, uh, in the NFL, if you throw the challenge flag, if you're right, you do get to keep your timeout, correct? That's correct. That's that's correct. You do not lose a timeout. If you are, if it's successful, if it is a successful challenge, you do not lose a timeout. If you challenge again and it's successful, you get an additional challenge. But no, you do right. not lose a timeout. That is correct. So I think it would be advantageous if the NBA would follow protocol and, and, and do what the NFL does. and Because, you know, like you were saying earlier, why should you get penalized if the referee makes yep. a mistake and you're right and then, you're, you, you, and then you really need that challenge in the last two, two minutes again? I mean, well, I'll tell you something else the NBA needs to do, okay? And I know it would lengthen the game. But because the officials have been so bad this year, particularly at the end of games, all plays in the final minute, maybe not the final two minutes, all plays in the final minute uh, can be reviewed by an on-site review official, not the coaches, all right? So it would need to be done at a dead ball situation. Now, I know that could get complicated. What would happen if, you know, the time, let's say there was a call made with 20 seconds left that you wanted to review, and then there were no timeouts and no stoppages, and the game ended, could you go back to the 22nd mark and review the play? So those would be some things you'd have to figure out. But in my opinion, because the officials have been so bad this year, you need to implement a different system. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you of all people have a great relationship with officials, umpires. And, yes. if you, and for you to come out and advocate for something like that, it's got to be egregious. It's got, it's just been, it's it's just been crazy. Somebody's called. Well, just, one of my best friends is one of one of one of to get to, to give you a little insight. One of my best friends is a baseball umpire, right. and I asked him how he feels about replay, and he said we love replay. I go really? He goes yeah. He goes we don't want to be wrong. He said we don't want to cost a team a game. So yeah, even if we're wrong, if replay, you know, prevents a team from losing that should not lose because we make a mistake, we're all for it. You know, officials do not want to change the outcomes of games because of their mistake. That's their worst nightmare. They live with it. It eats at them. Anyone that thinks that an official makes a bad call that costs the team a game and doesn't agonize over it has no idea what the hell they're talking about. I have officials, uh, excuse me, I have friends that officiate in all four major sports. Okay, I don't currently know anyone officiating in the National Hockey League, but for years I was very, very good friends with an official that worked all the way up into the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay, the last thing they want to do is make a mistake that changes the outcome of the game. So, and if they do make a mistake that affects the outcome of the game, it doesn't just eat at them for a night or two. It eats at them for a long time and sometimes forever. 
you know, for whatever reason, fans don't want to acknowledge that. So officials are fine with the implementation of replay if it prevents a team from either winning or losing because of their mistake. Right. I mean, look at that official, that umpire several years ago, and I don't think there was a, a replay uh, was available, but it cost that kid that no-hitter or perfect yeah, game. Yeah, Jim Joyce. That was a terrible call. Absolutely. Yeah. Galarraga, Jim Joyce made the yeah. error call on first. He's got to live with that for the rest of his life. And it eats yeah, at him. Uh, and, you know, Don Deckinger, you know, in the World Series in the 80s between the Cardinals and the Royals, made one of the worst calls in the history of the World Series that in, in all likelihood probably changed the outcome of that World Series. And I yeah. covered that World Series. And I was had one of the great interviews that I've ever had after game five in St. Louis with the winning pitcher for Kansas City, Danny Jackson, who had pitched a great game. And I got a one-on-one interview with him on the field after the game. Uh, on TV, you know, I was very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. But the the point I'm trying to make is uh, 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 the umpires and the referees, the last thing they want to do is make a mistake that costs the team a game. That's their worst nightmare. Oh, they, yeah. they. I mean, like you were saying, a lot of people don't understand, uh, you know, that it affects them in the playoffs and the championship series. These guys that make all these mistakes, they, they they don't get to officiate the most important games. Correct. Yep. Is, Correct. You know, because they're great at, and, you know, and, and so they do want to get it right. I would assume like you're saying, so. Of course they want to get it right They're That's their job. You know, right. that's their livelihood. That's, and here's the other deal. Everyone's watching them. It's embarrassing for them. And they have friends and they have peers and they have colleagues and they all want to get it right. You know, I don't know why fans don't understand that. I, again, I know officials. I'm, I mean, even I just, I was just texting one of the top NBA refs a few days ago. All right. And we were talking not about a call that he made, but another call in another game. Right. And, 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 and he said, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it, I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look at the text, but we, we both agreed that it was such an unfortunate situation. And so these officials are humans. They have emotions. They do not want to be wrong. Now, they understand they're not going to be perfect, but they don't want to be wrong where they cost the team a game. Well, I hope after the All-Star break, like you said, I forgot the guy who's in charge. You know you know the name. The Monty fish. McCutcheon. Yeah. Well, I hope that he gets them all together at the All-Star break has some kind of conference or some meeting or whatever he has to do and gets this thing ironed out. Well, they are in constant contact. That's not feasible. You can't have a meeting with all the officials in the middle of the season, but they do have conference calls. There's constant communication. I know Monty McCutcheon well, okay? I know Monty McCutcheon well, the head of the officials. And I know Monty is pulling his hair out over all the mistakes <laughs> that his officials are making this year. I know him. I'm just telling you, you know. So, hey, good call, Jeff. We appreciate Thanks, it. Grant. You have a good night. Right. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. 
We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, let's get to uh, Rich right here on Listen App. Rich, it's good to have you on. I hope that your leg is on the mend. How's everything? Thank you, man. I've got it elevated right now, and I'm heading in the right direction, man. Heading good. in the right Happy direction. Happy to hear that. So. Thank you so much. Uh, while you're on the subject of uh, of officials and stuff, I just watched a documentary today of Shaq, right? And yep. uh, of course, they went through all the all the games in the uh, Western Conference playoff with the Kings. Yep. And uh, I was I was actually at Game Three of that of that uh, of the playoff series in L.A., which the one yep. of course we won. But um, you know, I was just curious. Could you imagine if if what you know what what you guys were just talking about being able to keep your you know able ability to review a second one if you're right on the first how would that have affected game five in that in that series and my second question is to you before game, you game, si- game, game six game no. not game five game six it was game six i'm sorry okay all right i stand corrected but game well six, it would have also changed it would have also changed game four because the lakers made a three at halftime at the buzzer and the shot was after time expired, which cost the Kings three points. That's the right. Robert Ory game. So, oh, yeah. Can you I, ma- yeah. I remember that. That was Easter Sunday. <laughs> right. Yep. I fell, I was with my friends out in Granite Bay and I fell back in my seat. I'm like, you're kidding me. Anyway, but yeah. So, okay. So that was, I don't think it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't Easter Sunday. Wasn't uh, it? Easter. Yeah. No, that the, the I'm Kings, sure. the game, the game six, the game four, was Memorial Day weekend. It wasn't Easter Sunday. It was Memorial Day weekend. Was, game Game four, I know. I remember game four was okay. Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Okay. I announced right. the games on Sunday radio. Holiday. The reason why, I, the, I'll tell you why I remember, I, I'll tell you why I remember it was Memorial Day weekend. All okay. right. Because I did games three and four on the radio because uh-huh. G-Man was covering the Indianapolis 500. And okay. I remember uh, uh, I had gone, taken my uh, wife and two boys down to LA to go to Disneyland on the off day. Uh-huh. And I had agreed before the game 
to drive back home instead of going on the plane. And I remember that I was so upset in such a horrible mood that I put my Bose heads, noise canceling headsets on in the car and did not talk to anyone in the car for seven hours. Wow. All right. On the drive home. That's, yeah. that's what I remember. Yeah. No, but it was Memorial yeah. Day. We, it was, it was Memorial Day weekend, not Easter okay. Sunday, but anyway, okay. go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, maybe that's what it was. So I knew there was some kind of a holiday or something. I, I was yep. I, anyway, but I was over at some friend's house and, and, you know, we were all watching the game together and I just, I, it was just, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but, I hear you. Anyway, have you seen that documentary on no. HBO? Yeah. Yeah, no, you might enjoy it. It's 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 actually okay. pretty interesting. But uh, anyway, well, thanks. For well, I love I love Shaq. I love yeah. Shaq. I know Shaq. Uh, I've been in some great situations doing work with Shaq, and I love the guy. So I, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, I got nothing against him, man. I, he's he's a good guy. He's he's kind of, you know he's it, great it guy. Was, yeah, it was a really good documentary. He's a great guy. Yeah, I'm just still getting getting into uh, be looking forward to watching the next episode tomorrow because that's that's uh, with my free time now with my leg up in the air that's what I get to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I'm right, with buddy. You, buddy. Good. Take right, care. Good chat with you. Take See care. you. Bye bye. Yep. You too. All right. Let's get to Dorian right here on Listen App. Good afternoon, Dorian. I hope you're having a good day. Hey, same to you, Grant. I had some time, so I'm, I'm grateful I got the call today. Uh, the game for game four was uh, May 26, 2002, SAC 99, Lakers 100. Yep. Yep. It sucks. <laughs> Robert Ory. Robert Ory. Yep. Robert ah. Ory. I'll never forget it announcing a game, and I'll never forget the ball leaving his hands. It. I, I, I was right on the angle. I was – Robert Ory was between me and the basket pretty much where I was sitting courtside announcing that game on radio – and I had a sick feeling when the ball was in the air. Oh, man, that was terrible. I mean, just watching those highlights, I was it was funny because my family and I, we had a gathering. It was uh, my cousin's birthday and my family was half Lakers fans, half Kings fans. We all wore our jersey. We were all outside watching the game um, with this, you know, back in the end. And it was really, really gnarly, this our setup we had. But we were all just glued to the TV. And once Robert, once Divock hit you know, bounced it off his hand and went to Robert Ory. Like I, I vividly remember crying for like 15 minutes after <laughs> I was so upset. Yep. Yep. Um, Grant, I'm I wanted to go in because uh, I was also at the game just like Connor was. And uh, it was great to see Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, you know, do well off the bench. Um, I got to hang out with the Kings a lot from the season of 2017 to 2018. Um, I was good friends with with Coach Ramsey in the gym. Do you know who Ramsey is, the strength coach? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now at Kansas. Now at Kansas, doing really well. So I got to hang out with him and Josh Washington, who was his intern for a long time, and Evan, yep. who was yep. strength coach at Oregon. And I got to yep. you know become good friends with Scala Bissier and Frank Mason. And I would always see because I got to hang out with with uh, Brian, the chef, and uh, I would always see him and Buddy um, watching film with Coach Brian Gates all the time. They were always together just watching film. Like it was yep. really cool to see that, um, like that aspect of professionalism from, from those guys. So I'm a really big bogey fan. Um, I hope that he continues thriving as a career, but man, DeJounte Murray is something else. He's, that guy is, has really great talent. I'm really happy that, um, Popovich kind of let him go and, um, to see him kind of thrive a little bit in his career. He's, he's a really good player. No question. Very good player. 
no question. Uh, interesting, when you talk about Bogey and uh, Buddy, uh, they did spend a lot of time together. And they played a lot of one-on-one together, but they did do that. That's interesting that you were able to, you know, get a grasp of that. Yeah, that was really cool to be hang- to hanging out, being a- being around the players a lot. That was uh, one of my favorite teams. You know, they didn't do really well that year with Coach Dave Yeager, but um, i really big fan of, of all those players, Justin Jackson, you know, Collie Stein. Uh, it was just cool to be, 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 be around the team without, you know, being employed and just being good friends with Ramsey. Um, yeah, Ramsey's great. Great, great guy. He posts a lot of stuff about strength conditioning and obviously me being in fitness and uh, having my whole CrossFit background now. It's been really cool to see him kind of grow in his career. But Grant, I want to call in because what do you think about the line? I know you like to go in five game increments. I think the Kings have been living pretty dangerous going going down to these last two minute two minute uh, games. You know, it sucks. But what's what's been happening with with the Jazz? You know, I think the Kings have been living pretty dangerous. What do you think about the last five games? It would be nice to go. I mean, if the Kings would have won last night, they would be, you know, they would have gone four and one, you know, three and two now. But what do you think about the last five games? I don't really I I made this comment uh, about a week ago, I think maybe I can't remember which show. I don't really think the Kings are playing that well right now. I I think their recent body of work going back to 10 games is uh, extremely erratic. I I think they're, they're very inconsistent. Yes, they have a good record. But if you're looking at the last five games to 10 games, I think their body of work has been so-so. You know, I mean, that's how I look at it. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Why, why do you think the Kings have such a trouble? Uh, have like, I, I think I know the answer to this. You know, fans and then the team not being very good. But why do you think they have such such a hard time winning on their own home floor? Because they don't come out and play defense. Yeah. You know, all those games that we're talking about, Charlotte, Washington, and last night, they're giving up you know thirty plus points in most of the quarters. And that is so. What so? What does that mean? It means that on a night where you're not making your threes, you're going to lose because you're not able to stop anybody. And I think that's really what the biggest issue with the Kings are. We know Dorian that offensively they can score with anyone in the league. I mean, they really can. Offensively, they are they are a top shelf team. But because their defense is so sporadic and at times non-existent, they're not able to win games any other way, all right? By the way, I'm just going to give you a quick sample size of their last 10 games, all right? And I'm not even going to give you the score. I'm just going to tell you whether they won or lost. Won at Detroit, lost Charlotte, win Lakers, lose Washington, lose Denver, beat Denver, beat Utah, lose Memphis, win Utah, lose Atlanta, all right? So what does that add up to? Five wins and five losses. Yeah. All right. So to me, they that's average, right? If you're five and five in ten games, that's five hundred. That's average. So really, if you're looking at their last ten games, they have been average. And that's my opinion. Now, some people may disagree and go, "Well, look at the teams they won." Well, I'm going to say, "Okay, look at the teams they lost to." You know, in the last ten games, all right, Denver's a good team, sure. okay, but in that game, Denver decided to rest their point guard and their power forward didn't play. All right, they lost to Washington, bad team. They lost to Charlotte, bad team, all right? They lost to Philadelphia, good team, all right? I mean, they – they and that's not even in the 10. That's beyond 10. So they're, they're, they're inconsistent, Dorian. I guess that's the best way to say it. The Kings have been very inconsistent in their last 10 games. Yeah, I would definitely agree. It's uh, Grant, what do you think separates – I know, you know, the NBA, right? It's professionals, everyone has a role, right? 
what do you think separates Davion Mitchell from everybody else on the team in regards to why, why can't anybody else play as hard as defense as Davion? I know David, that's Davion's role, but why do you think other players can't step up? Because and, and, you, you well, see sometimes, like you see sometimes Fox will take a charge, but like there's, there's definitely a, a difference in effort. And what, what do you think separates the, the, the players? Listen, I've watched the NBA for a long time. You know, the Bruce Bowens of the world, who was an outstanding defender in the championship run for the Spurs. You know, he would give Peja fits and other players. There are some players that just have a knack and have an incredible technique, desire, and everything else to be a good defender. Yeah. Uh, not, not everyone can do it. Just like not everyone can hit, you know, 60 home runs a year or not everyone can score, you know, an average 20 plus points a night. There are certain players that, you know, can't excel offensively, but they excel defensively. I mean, there are certain players that are really good three-point shooters, but there are other players that can't put the ball in the ocean. I don't know. It's just life. You know, why is it that, you know, uh, Bryson DeChambeau can hit the ball farther than almost every player on tour? I, I don't know, but but he does. Uh, it's just the way it is. You know, we're all different. We all have attributes. We all have things we excel in and things we don't, and that's just the way it is in defense. Yeah, that's a great observation and perspective. I didn't realize um, when I was watching the Cavaliers game, because, you know, I'm just barely now kind of starting to get back into sports and watching sports a little bit. I didn't realize how Colin Sexton is so fast like Davion is. Oh, boy. Oh, man, that guy is a lockdown. Well, and again, he didn't play in the 117-115 win that the Kings had the other night in Salt Lake. You know, that's another thing about these 10 games. And again, it's part of the schedule. But the Kings don't beat Denver if their two starters are playing. There's just no way. They won by a point. There's no way they were going to win that game. Uh, you know, but again, you can make the point, well, Grant, the night before, they didn't have Sabonis, you know, uh, and they lost. And I'm like, you're right. So it does even out sometimes. But the Kings have also been fairly fortunate in, the, in that 10-game streak I was just naming about things that have gone their way, both on the injury front, teams resting players, travel, everything else. So, you know, again, it is what it is. There's, I'll tell you this, Dorian, I can't do anything about the past and neither can you. Sure. But the Kings as a team can do something about the future. And these next four games, there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There should, there is no excuse for losing any of these four games. Yeah. And then the, the you know, my last thought is they, the Kings got 12 more games left in January. Eight are at home, four away. So the Kings have to go at least eight and four. I, I would agree with that. Uh, I could actually make an argument. The Kings are more impressive on the road than they are at home. But, yeah, yes, I would agree with that. You know, So, thanks, buddy. Good hearing from you. Thank you, Grant. Go, Kings. Thanks. Take, take care, bud. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. We get to uh, Ryan in Sacktown. Ryan, good afternoon. How are you today? Doing great. Good stuff, Grant. Good, bud. What's up? Hey, uh, you, Jeff, Connor, got my wheels turning. I know we touched on it last night. Um, about the changes to the NBA rules, if they were going to yeah. do something. You mentioned under one minute, but the dead ball thing, that's that's what gets me because you brought it up today. Conceivably, each team could not have a timeout. Let's say I'm Coach Brown. I think Demo- or Domas got fouled and it goes the other way. They hit a two or they – and the game's over, are they going to go to review then and give Domas two free throws? What if the other team made a three? Like, I guess it wouldn't matter in that situation. So my suggestion is if the game's within so many points, would there be a rule where it wouldn't need a dead ball to stop it? 
I don't think you can interrupt the flow of the game. Uh, I think that's one of the real uh, big mistakes in college football when they stop the game to make a review when they don't need to make a review. I think it completely destroys the flow of the game in college football, and I think it's the worst thing about college football. I don't think you can disrupt the flow of a game. So, no, I would not be in favor of that. I think the game would be hindered greatly if you just stopped the flow of the game because you wanted to go to a review. I would not be in favor of that. And I'll tell you why, Ryan. Basketball is a different animal, all right? Once you inbound the ball in basketball, all right, we, we sometimes forget about the difficulty of inbounding the ball. If you stop the game mm. in the flow of the game in a, in, a, in a tied game or, for instance, let's say that you're up by one or down by one, the team's defense is going to change considerably when you try to inbound the ball, whereas the team before may have not gone full court pressure. Now you have to inbound the ball in your backcourt. They're going to go full court pressure. It changes the dynamic of the game. I'm not in favor of that. Yeah, you bring up a good point, Grant. I didn't think about that aspect of the inbound, but, you know, I was going to counter. It would be no different than a timeout, but the inbound does change that if there wasn't going to be an inbound. Um, There there just doesn't seem to be a really good answer. And, I mean, even with the challenges, I, I think the difference with football and basketball is a player can't foul out in the NFL. Right. Correct. So, yep. um, you know, like the challenges are more valuable. And even with the one minute rule in place, a point is a point. Right. If there's a blown yep. call that costs the team two points in the first quarter and they lose by one in the final quarter, then, you know, yep. it's the same consequence. And NBA coaches are so afraid to use that challenge early because of the exact situation we're talking. Yep. About. What if something That's happens correct. late? That's correct. And that's another uh, problem with this system. You know, the league needs to have some type of mechanism in the final minute of these games to prevent that. Uh, because you're right, you know, a, a, a bad, you know, a mistake in the first quarter still counts on the scoreboard. So you're 100% correct. Or, you know, a foul on a player, like if you had Sabonis, you know, and you were in the final minute of the game and he fouls out and then you go back, gee, boy, look at that foul they made in the second quarter. That was such a, an egregious mistake. You know, so all things add up, all things change. But I think the biggest issue that I have with the officials this year, I think there have been an inordinate amount of mistakes made at the end of games this year by officials. And that has to be removed from the game. You cannot have a sport in a league as good as the NBA with so many teams either winning or losing on the final sequence of a game because of the mistake by the official. I've pointed out several, not only with the Kings, but with other teams this year, where an official's mistake has changed the outcome of the game at the end of a game. The league cannot allow that. The league must figure out a way to fix that. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right, Grant, but what's changed that? You know what I mean? I I understand the game always changes, but why are they not getting it now like they were getting it before? Why is it more egregious to you? Uh, It's a great question, and I think it falls on Monty McCutcheon, who is the head of the officials. He has to do a better job with his officials. I'm sorry. That's just the reality of it. you know, like, for instance, the blatant travel calls that we've seen at the end of games. Right. You, know, you can talk about what happened in Miami with Tyler Hero. We can talk about what happened with Jeremy Grant in the Portland Phoenix game. And I think there was one other where, you know, a player took four steps. You can also look at the foul call in Golden State that was not made on Kevin Herter, Clay Thompson fouling him not once but twice, and he should have had three free throws. 
there's just no excuse for an official at this level, okay, of an NBA status missing calls like that. It's not not with not with three officials on the floor. And I all understand they have different responsibilities and they're not all looking at on the ball. But the but the the point is you can't miss calls like that. You just cannot make a mistake like that. That these are the best officials arguably in the world and they are not going to be perfect. And I accept the fact that they're not going to be perfect, but you cannot miss blatant travel calls and blatant fouls at the end of games. Just can't do it. Fair. Yeah. No, no, you can't. Absolutely not. I, Grant, it sounds funny and it's pretty simple. What about adding another official? I don't know if there's room on the court. I mean, it's already congested out there. It's already congested. Um, I, I don't know about adding another official on a court. And where would that official stand and not interrupt the flow of the game? Uh, I, I don't know. You know, we went from two to three, and it doesn't seem like right now anything is any better. Now if you go to four, um, but that's a lot of people on the court. I'm it is a lot. No. Of- I'm not saying no, but – would, would that really change anything? I'm, I'm only asking, so I don't well, know. Well, it's, it's an extra set of eyes. I mean, technically, you could have two in each corner, right? Uh, it, when the ball's in the half court, it would be more in transition where it'd be troublesome, even though they're typically yep. on the baselines running up and down. But, yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is, but they've got to do something because – and with the Kings, they would have had opportunities to win the game. Yep. That wouldn't have won the game yep. for him. It would have just yep. given him that opportunity. So really and, interesting. And don't, laugh, don't, and, and don't laugh when I say this, but another issue with having another body on the floor is the people that are paying the most money for their seats are the people that have their views blocked the most, okay? So the people that are in a premium seats courtside, okay? And I know this as an announcer, trust me. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I had to announce the game off the monitor because I had a coach and a referee standing right in front of me. But let's just say that I'm not a broadcaster, but I'm someone that's spending 2500 bucks or 3000 bucks to sit courtside at the Lakers game or the Knicks game or what have you. And now because you have one more body on the floor, you know, I'm really having difficulty seeing the game. Those are issues, too. Don't think about those are not factors in everything that we're discussing here. They are factors. They really are. Sure. Yeah, that that's a that's a very great point. Um, while we're, while we're talking rules, do you think at some point they're going to move the three point line back with the way the three pointers taken over the game? I think that we should do what Jerry Reynolds suggested to me years ago, and that's remove the corner three. I think if you got rid of the corner three, it would change the game so much better. Where the arc stops becoming an arc and becomes a straight line, that's the area of the floor that should not be a three pointer. Keep the three-point line where it is, but remove the corner three. If you, It's too easy of a shot for the NBA. It's a shorter distance. Get rid of it. That would change the game significantly, and in my opinion, for the better. Yeah, no, that that's great thinking by the uh, Caucasian comment. Absolutely. Yes. So, yep. all right, we'll have a great rest of the night, and uh, talk to you soon. Be well. Bye-bye now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let's get to Jerry right here on Listen Up. Jerry, good afternoon. I hope you're well. Grant, I am, sir. How are you, Grant? I'm well, thank you. Grant, you don't think they can put the other official on press row? Um, he does not have to be on the court. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, whatever whatever makes the game better, I'm all for. And, you know, you know Grant, uh, you know what? I'm not going to blame the the uh, uh, the guys, uh, uh, the officials. You know what? They're human beings. They're going to make mistakes, okay? And, you know, at the end of the day, the calls are going to even out. You know, it goes against your team or go uh, – against their team you know what i mean things are going to work out um uh <laughs> you know what that game grant you know the kings up 117 113 hawks go on to seven or run to end the game i mean you know you know what where is the defense you know what hey you know what fox was stripped you know what it was a great play by the hawks but you know what things yep. happen what can yep. you do what can you do it was a bad loss last night there's there's no other way to say it it was a bad loss and Grant, why do you think uh, the Kings' uh, home field, uh, home field, home court has not, uh, from coming from Arco, it has not came back to the Golden One Center? Uh, what do you think? What's the problem? I don't know. I think it's getting a lot better. But I mean, if you look at their, you know, last ten games that I was going over, you know, you, you lost to Charlotte, Washington, and Atlanta on your home floor. Two of those teams are not in the top ten. And another team is, you know, under 500 and a loss seven of 10 and four in a row like Atlanta last night. I, I don't really understand. I, I think the Kings actually play better on the road than they do at home. Like, I, I just don't know what it is. It's been that trend for a while, and I, I'm puzzled by it. I really am. I'm very puzzled by it. And, Grant, a friend of mine told me that he says that why why doesn't the officials like the Kings? You know, I, I told him, I said, you know what, when you – Want respect? You got to start winning. All right, you got to start winning games, and when you win games, the respect factor is gonna come into play. What do you think about that? Well, I would also say this. Okay, the Boston Celtics are number one in the East, and I can tell you this: when the Celtics lose, the fans jump all over the officials. So it's not only in Sacramento; it's like this league-wide. Okay, you go with any fan base. You can go talk to the Warriors. You know, they're complaining that Draymond Green, Draymond Green got ejected uh, last night, including Steve Kerr in the postgame. You know, they've won, you know, multiple championships and they still complain about the officials all the time. So I don't know if that's accurate or not. I just think it's more of a perception than reality. And how long do you think, Grant, it'll be before uh, the commissioner Silver comes out and addresses the uh, official situation? He's not going to address the officials. I mean, they, they won't do that. Um, the league has a last two-minute report that's transparent. Uh, they acknowledge when they make mistakes. They, Adam Silver's not going to acknowledge it. He's just not. Because he, he he's not going to throw the he's not going to throw the officials under the bus uh, privately. Are there conversations that go on between him and Monty McCutcheon? Yes, 
is Monty McCutcheon's job on the line? Uh, yes, it is. I mean, he's in charge of the officials. So there are things that are going on behind the scenes that you're not aware of. But Adam Silver's not going to come out and admonish the officials. He can't. He just can't. And 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 yeah, he, he would, it would be a mistake for him to do that. Yeah, but Grant, but don't you think when they do this two-minute report, that's not throwing the officials under the bus? Yes, I do. And it serves no purpose because it doesn't change anything. So then uh, then why have the two-minute report then? Well, I, I don't know. I don't think they should have the two-minute report. But your question about should the commissioner, you asked me when is the commissioner going to come out and yes. talk about this. He's not. He's not going to. Okay? He's not going okay. to. But as far as the two-minute report, I think it's uh, stupid. I, I, it serves no purpose to me. It really doesn't. Now, I'm all for if a, game, if a call is made at the end of a game that costs the team, I think it's appropriate for the for the league to come out and go, hey, uh, we acknowledge that the call that was made at the end of the game last night in New York was the incorrect call. It should have been blah, blah, blah. I'm okay with that. The NFL does that when they make a mistake. You know I mean? I'm okay with that. But the last two-minute report to me is worthless. And, you know, Grant, too, I was uh, driving home, and uh, and the uh, the All-Star ballot thing, came out and uh, uh anthony davis was on what do you what do you think why the hell was anthony davis on there seriously you know i don't pay attention i think the all-star voting is the stupidest thing to mankind i think it's absurd it bothers me i used to hate having to promote it when i was doing the games on tv it used to drive me crazy uh i just think the whole the whole system of voting is wrong i don't think the fans should vote i don't like the way the the the, the players are selected there's nothing i like about how all-stars are selected because there's too much that factors into it with players' contracts, whether they're a max free agent. I mean, there's millions and millions of dollars involved. And every year there's a player that's on the all-star team that should be. And there's a player every year that's on the all-star team that shouldn't be. And a lot of it is because of the fan stupidity. I don't think you should be able to vote 5,000 times, you know, if you're a fan over and over and over and over and over again. I just think I, I, I'm, you're talking to the wrong guy about this. I hate the way it's done. I hate it. Grant, do you think Sabonis should be on that list? 100% he's an all-star. I don't know. I don't even know what the list looks like. I haven't looked at the list. I'm not going to look at the list because I don't care. If DeMontis right. Sabonis is not on the all-star team, they should cancel the game. <laughs> well, Grant, thanks for taking my call. My call, Grant. Love thanks, your buddy. Show. Keep up the good work, bud. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right. Not only should it be on the All-Star team, he should be a starter on the All-Star team. All right. Make it a good rest of the day. Great show today. Really appreciate it. Talk to you tomorrow. And don't forget Sean Salisbury, 3 o'clock, over on YouTube Live. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.